Today's topic is about how you as a driver need to step up and lead. Hey everyone, this is Enzo with the Race Driver Coach Show. Uh, a bit late this episode, but um, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be at a race weekend now with a brand new driver in F4, but as you probably know if you follow my social media, um, I had a bit of a whoopsie. Uh, as you can probably see now, there she is. So in all her glory, that is uh, wasn't the plan. I was, As I say, I wasn't supposed to be here, but uh, went jogging. As you know, I do my priming in the morning with the drivers. We go for a jog. We do motivation. Uh, sorry, cameras all over the place. We do um, a few minutes of gratefulness, breathing exercises. And then we go for a jog, motivate, get ready for the day. And that's before each race day, before we go to the track. And we was doing that jog. And uh, in, in, in Italy, when they resurface the tarmac on the road, they just put it on top, on top, on top. And that means there's a ledge. And then Mr. Enzo Mucci wasn't looking where he was going. Foot rolled over the edge of that tarmac, popped my ankle, fractured it. And now I'm out of action for six to eight weeks or whatever it is before it's healed. So I had to go to the Magello because that's where we were, the Magello um, Medical Center. And it was actually Valentino Rossi's physician that worked on me. So that was nice. He was a good, cool chap. And uh, yeah, plastered me up and that was it for the weekend. And now I have to rest it so I can't go to work with my brand new driver in F4, which I'm sorry, Ollie. He's in Hockenheim this weekend, uh, but I'll be there as quick as possible when I'm healed and uh, talking to him over the weekend anyway, so that's good. So it's been a bit dramatic. Uh, it's it's through, it's through a bit of a, a curveball and uh, a spanner in the works, so I'm having to work from home now so I can do more of these videos, actually. I might as well just pump loads of these out and more podcasts and um, keep you guys going. If I'm not going, you guys should be. You can make it up for me. Um, but yeah, today's topic, to get back onto what we're talking about, something I learned from the race weekend we'd just gone to is the driver I was with, the, the car, the team's great, by the way, but the car wasn't handling like he wanted to. It wasn't there when he wanted to. These tyres in F3 are all over the place. You know, you, you just don't know where they're going to last. You're trying to get the peak. You're told what pressures to put in, but you've still got to get the temperature of the tyres right. And their optimal performance is right at the beginning of the you know lap one. And then you've got to make them last throughout the race, which is very difficult on the driver. They need to know when to push, when not to push, and what setup, which is what I want to talk about today. What setup to put on the car that looks after the tires, but doesn't look after them too much so they don't switch on. Really fine, small window to get the F3 tire right. You can see so many people getting it wrong. Every weekend, most engineers or drivers don't get it spot on. So it's really difficult in F3. It's not as it seems when you're watching. But what my driver had to do was he had this intuition saying he wants a certain setup he wants a certain change to the car and he's bit his tongue for a long time because he weren't sure if it was right but then he decided to get more aggressive not with the team but with himself as well to say this is what i want with the car let's just do it i don't want this i don't want that i want a certain thing let's go for it there's nothing to lose and what did he do he went out he started from pole because he had a not a very good race on saturday and reverse grid top 10 so he went out started from pole pulled away and I was thinking, you've gone too soon. The tires are not going to last. Because if you're hard on these tires at the beginning, obviously halfway through the race, you've got none left. 
But then there was a safety car, which brought them all together. He did the Bottas style, which was actually not Bottas style. Bottas copied him because we did it earlier first. But go all the way to the start finish line and then go. Otherwise, people get a run on you. It's a long run. Um, and then pulled out seven over seven seconds. And the setup change that he was sure of, the setup change that he demanded and the team agreed. It wasn't like we had to convince them. It worked. And it was just a reminder for me to say, I know what I'm going to do the next show on. It's, it's to remind you guys that as a driver, you have to be very good technically. You have to understand the car that you're driving, not just how to drive it, but how to set it up. If you want a career in motorsport as a driver, then you've got to be good at car setup. You can't just put it in the hands of your engineer and just hope that he gets it right just by you giving them a tiny bit of information of understeer, oversteer. They're in the dark most of the time, especially because the feedback of a driver is not usually good enough. So you've got to be very precise on your feedback. You can't just be 100% of your mind focused on driving. You've also got to have a lot of spare capacity to not just read the races and what's going on and traffic management and all this in qualifying, but to understand what the car is doing it's pre precisely. Like if you say from the apex onwards, it's oversteering, the back's coming out then there might be a possibility that actually going into the corner, in towards the apex, it's understeering. So it's pushing. And then when it finally grips, obviously the rear can't keep up. So then that's understeer that induces oversteer. Or it, it might be something, is the, car, is the tire rolling over or is it skipping across? And then that tells the engineer again what to do. So the engineer is always trying to decode what you tell them compared to the setup they've got Make a change and hopefully that will change. And then in the qualifying session, it's a bit of a guess. You don't want that situation because you're going to, it's going to be hit and miss. As a driver, you've got to know precisely what is happening with that car. And I remember listening in uh, to people talking about uh, Kimi Raikkonen when I was at Renault Junior, uh, when I was at Renault F1 for the junior squad. And they were saying that Kimi Raikkonen, it was Lotus Renault then, Kimi Raikkonen comes in and he pretty much tells the engineer exactly what he wants on that car. So if it needs a bit more front grip, the engineer might say something like, okay, let's, let's lower the front ride height, right? Just an example, right? To give it more rake. And he would say, no, we're stiffening the rear and going up a bit on the rear. Okay, Kimi, let's do that. And it worked. Now that's the kind of driver that you can see has been in F1 for a long time. Okay, might not have the absolute raw speed he used to, but he's valuable because he brings his knowledge of the car, he knows exactly what to do and, he, and the setup he gives the engineers and helps the engineers with and how he communicates it to them allows them to improve the car. Even though the car is in at the minute, the Alfa Romeo is not that great, but they'll get there probably. But still, it just comes down to the fact that you as a driver, it doesn't just finish with the steering wheel and pedals and gearbox. This is you setting up that car to help you drive better. And the ways of doing this are... A very clever way is if you've got carried away, you're in the session, you're driving away, you've given it your all and you can't really remember what the car's like because you've been so in the zone and in the moment and not really concentrating or racing is taking, the driving's taken up all your capacity. What I want you to do is on the in-lap, and this is very basic, but on the in-lap, keep pushing, not over the edge so you crash, but keep pushing and say, right, on this in-lap, now I've taken the checkered flag and I'm coming into the pit lane, I'm going to now feel what the car's doing. And even talk to the 
engineer on the radio on the way through if you want so you go through turn one and you can actually radio through say right the car's doing this on entry or it's not stable on braking or the traction's not good whatever it is for that corner and you can talk them through or you can just remember so you go through you take the checkered flag now you're going to put in a good lap on the way to the pit lane to feel what the car's doing and be very sensitive to it and do this in practice do this in any test session so you're always going to say okay the lap on the way into the pit lane the in lap is going to be my download it's going to be me taking in what's happening with this car so i can then tell the engineer because you don't need to work on your driving on the in lap hopefully so it's just all about the car so that's one way another thing is just I mean, these are all basics but they're very important and it will get you into this flow this this uh, way of giving accurate feedback is work with the engineer you say to them i want to end this season or this weekend being a lot more intelligent on the car side you know the, the setup and all this can you teach me stuff if, if you say you're going to change the roll bar explain to me precisely what that will do and how it will feel and then i'll go out and i'll experience it and once i've done that i know it will be in there and if you keep doing that throughout the season, you get the engineer or the mechanic, whoever's running, dad, whoever's running your car to tell you, right, we're going to change this. We're going to change the, the, the fast bump, the slow bump, the, anything, the dampers, the springs. It should do this and it should feel like this. Now go and test it and go and see what it's like. Still concentrate on getting a good, you know, a good lap and everything, but just understand what it's going to feel like and you'll log it. And after a season of doing that, you'll be so intelligent. Even the diff changes they do. You'll be so intelligent on what that action actually means. Because you being, you know, I talk about you must be a good salesperson if you want to be a race driver. You must be fast. But also, if you're technically switched on, you're going to be so valuable to a race team compared to another driver who just comes in, says, I've got understeer at slow corners. And that's about all they can give. You've got to be super intelligent on setting up the car. Like they used to back in the day. The 650s, 60s, 70s, the, the driver would work on the car themselves and go race it. Come back in, figure things out, change, go out and try again. We haven't got that luxury now because of the sheer cost and the limited track time we've got. But you can speed up the process and still learn what those guys did. Understanding what a car does and how it feels doesn't slow you down like most people think and make you overthink things. It makes you more intelligent and it makes the team listen to you. And I really want to push this because so many years, you see seasons, you see drivers wasting their year because they're with an engineer that doesn't really understand their feedback. The team isn't really that good. But if the end, if a driver comes in and they've got technical knowledge as well as speed, they can help that team improve better. And the driver can look after their own destiny, can control their own destiny more to say, it's up to me to make this car fast. And I've seen drivers do it in the past. Another one, Max Verstappen did this. He came into F3 with his dad. They're very technically switched on. They ran that car. It was under the banner of Van Amersfoort, which did an amazing job for the driver I was with as well. But also it was him pushing, constantly pushing, trying new things and thinking about it and really doing a big debrief. What's that driver doing now? Helping Red Bull go forward, Max Verstappen. So it is a very big skill that you need and cannot ignore and if you're at home doing nothing at the minute then get that engineer to win it's a really old book but there's going to be engineering books out there 
motorsport ones. You can get in, you can read, just learn a little bit. You don't need to become a genius on it. Just get a little bit of knowledge on that side and just spend a couple of hours a week just going through that, learning it better because it will help. You as a driver have got to control as many things as you can. It's your career. It's important. So not even having a clue about how the car works, that's a big gray area. You're putting all that trust into other people. And if they're not that good, or if they're not understanding your feedback, they're misinterpreting it, it can affect your career big time. It can hamper it. So take this on. Understand that engineering is as your responsibility as much as an engineer's. Knowing what a car does will make you go faster, will make you more valuable to a team, make you'll have a career. Why ignore it? You can see how valuable it is. So get the books, start to do these little tips that I said, understand what the car's doing, really explain, you know, when you come in, what's the one thing that's limiting me from going faster? Ask that question, answer it, tell them. If there's three different things, that's fine, but just tell them the main one. I could go faster if I could ride the curbs more. Maybe you are bottoming out. There's loads of things it could be. But become a master at setting up cars. That's the goal anyway. If you get halfway there, you're ahead of most of the drivers. Get on this. Can't stop me now.